Welcome to the PT Coffee Cast, a podcast helping coffee-infused clinicians elevate their practice by realizing the tools they already possess. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the PT Coffee Cast, brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and alongside me today is my beautifully bearded friend, William. William, how are we doing today? Good, good. I was uh, I was wondering what you were going to say there. Yeah. So, Will trimmed his beard. Um, I don't like when he trims his beard, and I tell him that I usually won't talk to him until he grows his beard back to an acceptable length and I usually have to communicate to Will through Jenna um, until the beard is back to an acceptable length. However, for you guys, I'm going to make an exception. This also kind of counts because you're, you're technically you're talking into the mic. Right, and I'm directing the information to the audience. Exactly. So there's a workaround. You know, what, I, look, uh, look at I understand. I never even asked you because I was so upset but what prompted the beard shave that's the thing man i never know (laughs) right i never know i forgot it just tells you what to do here we are right yeah we were just talking about how you might grow it out and then you just were gonna let it do what it did and so i'm saying man it's got a mind of its own we'll see what happens in six weeks it's so sad that like your beard is way better than mine (laughs) already (laughs) and i haven't shaved in like two weeks. <laughs> hey, you look good, man. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Uh, let's get into this episode, though, guys. We're super pumped um, to be back today. Um, we're going to be talking about um, why adding too many tools to your toolbox can be a negative. Um, you've heard us talk about this on the show probably before. We've mentioned it. Um, and it's not that we don't think... Um, adding different skills isn't important. Um, whether that be taking certain courses, um, adding other like skills sets such as like acupuncture, taping, um, some type of assessment, whatever SFMA, whatever it may be. Like it's not that we don't think that those things can be, um, a value, but it's that we think that you guys as clinicians, whether it be new grads or even students, have the tools already um, within you to execute at a high level. Um, it's just trying to understand like what those are and having a framework for them. And that's something that we've really um, emphasized uh, on trying to create these frameworks for ourselves and then create them for our team here at the movement and then hopefully be able to create them for you guys to access um, because we realize that we have a lot of those skills already. We just need to f- figure out how to, to frame them. So we're going to dive into why it can be um, a negative on today's episode. Pretty good overview. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah not bad. <laughs> not bad. La- laid the groundwork. So why don't, um, well, why can it be a negative, Will? Yeah, yeah. well, just just so everybody knows, Dalton's looking at the whiteboard because we've got some stuff down. Yeah. So, you know, I think. My brain's moving a little slow today. In, so. case, in case you're wondering, you know, we are cheating a little bit. Full, full transparency. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I think, like, the reason it can be a negative 
it's not inherently negative to add more skills. Right. Just to clarify again. But it is if you haven't set a good quality foundation. When you're in school, you get a ton of information. Uh, whenever you're learning so much about, like even when you're reading research, you're you're learning just a lot of information. But you have to learn how to actually like implement that in a way that has a good that ends up providing a really good uh, experience for your client, where like it takes them through the whole process in a way that makes sense. Uh, and they're actually able to get the benefits of the things that you know. Uh, and so if you don't have that foundation and those frameworks in place for how you're going to take them through that process, then it ends up being a little bit of like a house of cards where you're just kind of stacking things on to a narrow foundation and you know, you're, you're not ultimately adding much value. Right, so you build the foundation, and then you start adding and layering on things. Uh, and you'll probably find one, uh, you don't have to add as much, and two, you probably are a little more like targeted with what you end up adding, because you you have a better idea of like where you're at and what your clients are struggling with and what what you're struggling with. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that foundation being you know like a bigger base and stronger. Um, can help curb like some anxiety around like just being a physio and trying to manage people and you know having different issues come in especially as like a young clinician you're seeing some injuries and situations for the first time Um, so having a good foundation uh, and framework to to go off of is super helpful to reducing some of that anxiety instead of in in my mind just like maybe not really having that framework and then you're like well I'm going to try this or this, or this, or this, and then this isn't working, so I should go to this, and then now you're just jumbled, right? Yeah. Um, that's something that I struggled with like heavily early on, right? Um, so I think that strong foundation can help really curb that anxiety because it ha- the framework can be used with anything. So when something comes in that you don't really know so well or haven't seen before, you have that framework to fall back on, which gives you peace of mind of like, okay, go through the checklist, all right. What's the framework for the initial assessment? What is the purpose of the initial assessment? What is the purpose of the follow-ups, right? And then you have those things to, to fall back on. And I think that's kind of what we want to talk a little bit about today is like, what is that framework? Um, we have something that we've worked through as a team to figure out what that framework is. Not saying that needs to be yours, but have you even thought about that? Have you taken the time to sit down and think of like, what is the purpose actually of the initial assessment um, for me? and what I want to get out of it, right? Versus filling your mind with a bunch of other courses or whatever it is, you should be thinking about that and getting really confident and comfortable with what that is, in my opinion, right? Um, so maybe we start there, like what is the found, what is that found foundation? Um, and then what is like a bit of that framework for, for us? Yeah, I think before I'm going to try to collect my thoughts collect them and comb through this but like before we like go go to that mm-hmm. like i think uh i i really like what you said about how it this is really for when something comes up that you don't know exactly what to do you know because like you can probably get by just with like just going by your knowledge in most you know in many circumstances you know but 
but then what happens when like you're not quite confident how do you still make a good session right how do you still help that person uh you know accomplish some certain things and if you know what those things are that you're still trying to do like some of the things we're going to talk about you know that and these aren't like the the be all end all but like we just feel they're they're good places to kind of look into but like you know if you have those to fall back on you can still make sure that you're accomplishing that and you can figure out the information right that's we're we're lifelong learners we're supposed to be able to uh our, our job is not to know everything, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we're going on this, what, like, I lose track, but like five years maybe now treating, and um, on a weekly basis, daily basis, I have people come in where I'm like, hmm, I don't really maybe know necessarily why this is happening that way, and I fall back on that that framework to help guide me through the session, which most of the time will then pull out more information that makes sense to give direction to like where that client is and where we need them to go. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I think, uh, and I think people can relate to that. It's like there's totally. so many, and things don't always present like even like just a simple problem, like a tendon problem, could sometimes like break the rules, so to speak. And you're like, hmm. You know, yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, like I've had so many discussions with some of our team uh, about that and about like, oh yeah, well, this is different. It doesn't mean it's not that problem, you know. But you really need to be able to like comb through that and come back to this foundation. Uh, you know, it's not about like going like, oh well, I'm just gonna stack this tool on top of that. Right. You know. Yeah, for sure. Um. But yeah, should we go into like maybe like some of the some of the thoughts? Let's dive into it. So we're just gonna talk about like initial assessment, mm-hmm. uh, kind of today. So um, breaking down like we sort of break it down into like the macro level purpose and the micro level purpose. So like macro being a little bit more like uh, general, like for maybe like philosophical versus micro level purpose being very tactical, more in the dirt type. Yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. More, I like that. I'll steal from Gary V. <laughs> the dirt is the micro. The clouds is the macro. We're going to talk about being in the clouds, and we're going to talk about being in the dirt. Yeah, there you go. So, okay, so macro level purpose, right? So you're, you're starting a relationship, right? You're starting a relationship. You are building trust, mm-hmm. and you are getting some form of commitment. Yeah, I think those are like – Super key when I look at the initial assessment, oftentimes that is what I'm trying to do. Um, I think if you build a good relationship with people um, and you start to build that trust, I think trust is like an earned thing. And we've talked about this on other podcasts on how we try to build trust before clients even come through the door. Um, And I think that's something we should all be doing as clinicians, whether that be through social media, your website, how you're communicating to clients, the first phone call, all that stuff. We've talked about that on other episodes, but I think those are the two, two of the three main things that we're trying to do and then start to get that commitment. I think those things are maybe sometimes a bit fluid. Like you're not going to get trust right away sometimes and you're not going to get commitment, but that is at a macro level, something we're trying to um, start to foster. And then I think for myself, of the relationship piece out of all those is super important. It's like, this is the first time I get to meet this client. How can I start to build a relationship with them? Um, 
because that is what's going to allow for trust and commitment to start to become something, I think. The cool thing about this stuff is like this has nothing to do with anything related. You can make a relationship with anyone regardless of it's independent of the problem that 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 they have and and whatnot. And those things influence um, outcomes because if you get trust and commitment – and build a relationship, we know that that will help improve exactly. the potential outcome of that client. And and so you have that as a foundation to what you do. It's the first thing. It's the most important, mm-hmm. right? And then and then we kind of move on from there. Yeah, yeah. And then you can move more into like the dirt or the yeah. micro, right? Which is one thing that, that I think is important is we don't like under um, value the dirt and the micro, right? Just because we are talking about these things that maybe get like quote unquote considered like soft skills. It's like, I I don't like that because I think they're just, they're just our, their skills and things that we're trying to accomplish. But you know, we do really value the micro of these situations. I think sometimes people can get that misconstrued and I'm not saying we ever have had that feedback, but you know, with the social media and like way things are posted, like when you see people talking a lot about communication and relationship building, they just automatically assume, well, they're probably not identifying the problems and they're not going down into the micro of like the assessment side of things. It's it's not true. Like we still need to be good clinicians like at, at heart. So I just want to kind of throw that throw that in there. I think it's important. And it's a good point. And it's more like those things are what allow you to get more out of the micro. Right. Right. Yeah, and and I think and I think yes, and by get it more out of the micro, I'm assuming you mean like utilize those pieces of information that you pull out of the micro to impact the outcome of the client. Because if it doesn't matter if you pull, pull out all these objective measures. If the client doesn't trust you or doesn't have buy-in or you don't have a relationship with them, those things mean nothing, really, ultimately, right? So I, and I'm assuming that's what you're referring to. Totally, because yeah. if you don't have a relationship, like a strong relationship with the person or or at least like, you know, enough to build some trust, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then you, you start to get into the nitty-gritty and they're checked out. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, with um, getting back to the micro, um, you know, one thing that we're always trying to do is identify problems, and that that is where your assessment skills come into place, right? Um, then we're trying to then I uh, I'm sorry, communicate those problems to the individual. Um, so you're taking what you're finding in your objective assessment, which is going to be uh, you know a plethora of different things, and then you're going to try and communicate that problem to the client. Um, which is challenging. Like we've talked about that on the podcast. You can go back and listen to some of those episodes. Like that is something that is challenging to do, but it's super important for us to be able to communicate the problem in a way that they understand and then why it's relevant to their goals and their, and their why, which is something you would pull out more through that relationship building and that connection. Right. Um, and then it's taking that and saying, okay, here's how, we can help facilitate that solution with a plan. And then that's when we put the plan in place, um, which would be like what we try to do on the initial assessment is really lay out the plan from like a, a broad perspective so people can really see like where they are now, um, where they want to go, and then what we're going to do to like fill that gap to get them to that end place that they want to, 
to be, right? Um, and I think that highly consists of a lot of the micro that we're talking about. And I think a uh, big point here is like don't conflate um, foundations and framework with easy. Yeah, it's not. Right? This stuff it's needs not to easy. be practiced. And that's why I think right? we're emphasizing it, right? Yeah. It's like that's why we're saying, you know, why adding too many tools to your toolbox can be negative yeah. is because it can deter or take away from your focus on practicing these things, which, again, we think are the things that are going to really help you long-term as a clinician, that foundation. Um, yeah, I think of it less like tools in your toolbox and you're gonna love this one. Oh shit let's go <laughs> this is more like if you're a samurai and you're trying to be a physio samurai this is your sword let's go right and you're you're sharpening it and you're mm. ironing it the other thing if you don't have your sword as a samurai what are you doing right right you can have your your like your uh throwing darts you know you can have your like what are those other things called? Your throwing stars, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what you mean? <laughs> throwing darts. I, I hope you get what I'm saying. <laughs> but like, you got to sharpen your sword and mm. that's like your main weapon. So it's not tools in your toolbox, right? It's like this this framework is like what you've got to consistently be practicing and ironing mm. out. And the better that gets, the more you get out of your session. Right. Yeah, and I think to go off of your your samurai <laughs> analogy is like we believe that you have gained a lot of the knowledge required to create that sword. And what we're doing is we're more of the blacksmiths building that samurai sword for you and then you're going to sharpen it by practicing these things over and over again um, and really focusing on those, right? And I think why we're so, um, you know, passionate about creating this framework is that it's been super helpful for ourselves as we've grown through the profession and we didn't necessarily have that sword built right away and now we're seeing these things that we've learned over time and we want to provide that to new grads and students as soon as we can because we've seen how effective that can be um and how much it reduces the anxiety and the worry in, in new grads that we've worked with and has allowed them to really excel at a high level. And I think we can excel at a high level as new grads and even as students um, because we have a lot of this knowledge, this is just providing you with like that framework. And then once you have that framework, which takes time, like I would say – even now, five years into it, like we're still working on that. But I just now, probably in the last like two years, have really felt super comfortable with that framework because we've formed it and then we've practiced it and practiced it and practiced it and practiced it. And I think and that just reflected on it. Yeah, reflected, pulled out. And we're always going to be doing that. This is never going to stop. But that base is there right now. And we're just, um, you know, continuing to build on it. And that's a lot of reps, right? And we want people to go and start doing this and getting the reps and practicing and failing and practicing and failing and adding on um, and really focusing on that. And then you can go out and start to add on those extra little things, right? 
because you'll probably have a more clear picture as to what you want to add on to that base framework that you've already built. That might be going out and learning acupuncture. That might be going out and doing like a, you know, a soft tissue release course. That might be using like the grass, whatever, whatever the method is, right? Blacksmithing. The blacksmithing, whatever it is. But you'll have that, you'll have that framework already ironed out, right? And what we found, and I'm ranting now, but what we found is that once you really solidify that framework in that base, you don't feel that urge to fill your toolbox with more things because you have the skills already within you and you don't necessarily need to add all those other things on if you don't want to. Yeah, you start realizing that when you hit the checklist well, you start seeing the positive effects. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is what I need to do. Yeah, and then you realize that those skills that are part of that framework can continue to be built upon. And then you're just like, well, I just want to learn how do I communicate better? How do I build out a plan better? You know, how do I um, educate people on the principles of tendons better, right? How do I add more of like an understanding of, of, um, you know, progressing, regressing or laterally moving exercises so I can help this client, right? Those are the things that you'll start to realize like, oh, I want to improve on those things. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. To summarize, I think just to wrap up and summarize, like, um, you know, we talked about, the assessment today and then thinking about um, the clouds and the dirt so the the macro and the micro so for us you know the purpose and the focus behind our initial assessment from a macro standpoint is building relationships starting to um, build trust and get commitment from clients and then more of the dirt or the micro is identifying problems um, communicating those problems to the clients and then um, starting the plan in the solution to get the client from where they are to where they want to go. Um, and we want you guys to think about like what would your initial assessment, what is the purpose of your initial assessment? This is something we've just built out ourselves and you know that, we, that we've learned over the years from like mentors and the people that we've been working with. Um, like we're not just creating this from nothing, but this is what we've landed on. Um, the purpose of this is for you guys to sit down and reflect on like, what is the purpose of the initial assessment for you? Is it some of what we said? Is it something else? So really think about it. Um, if you guys have another purpose for your initial assessment, we'd love to hear from you. Like we're always trying to build upon our framework. So, um, shoot us a message on Instagram, uh, at PT coffee cast. You can send us an email, um, podcast at the movement physio.ca. Um, if you aren't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you're subscribed on all your podcast platforms, Spotify, Google podcasts. Um, you know, we have some pre resources available for you guys. We have our three Y, um, ebook. We have our, um, you know, three sales tips to get, um, better outcomes. Um, and hopefully we have some more stuff coming down, um, the pipe for you guys to, uh, to have access to, but, um, we're super stoked about this stuff and we hope you guys are too. So that is all we got for today, guys. As always, stay caffeinated. Peace.